1: 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money.
3: Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. How are you doing today? Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about the stock market. We can talk about the stories of the day. Janet Yellen, we're learning more and more about her, the S&P 500. What is it? Maybe that imminent, looming, definitive, it's-going-to-happen market correction that we're due for? I'm ready for it. I'd, I'd enjoy it. Um, Obamacare, health care, the Affordable Care Act. It is skewed, I think, to help seniors and people, not seniors, um, elderly people and um, sickly people. And it's designed to hurt healthy young people as a tax to help support the sickly, elderly people. Um, I don't think there's any way around that. I don't think there's any way around that. I think it's costly to the consumer. Um, and I think the ramifications will be positive for health care in the United States as far as healthiness of people, as far as treatment of people. But I think it's going to come at a cost. And I think a lot of people aren't realizing how much it's going to hurt average people and below average people as well as people who create jobs and people who are wealthy. So there's a little change today. Um, what's the important issue to note here? SP 500 is down fractions. So Dow is down 14. The Nasdaq down seven. Senior Treasury bonds 2.73%. Gold sits at 1285 an ounce. Gold's really not a story this year, other than weakness. Go! Go! Crude oil sits at $93 a barrel, so it's cracked well below 100 now for quite a while. That actually is a story that's helping our economy pretty much so enormously. Um. What else do we need to know? Bah, 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 bah. I'm sure there's something, right? The Snowden story is kind of troubling. Uh, um, and I mention that because you heard Cisco Systems come out last night and basically blame Snowden and NSA and leaks and security and information as to say why business was down so big in Asia, particularly China. China doesn't trust our tech companies. That's a weird ramification. National Security Agency Director Keith Alexander recently told the Baltimore Council on Foreign Affairs that Edward Snowden took as many as 200,000 classified documents with them. That's egregious. Uh, 20 times the amount, you know, um, that people are expecting. There's a lot of information there, and it is hurting tech companies, which is pretty interesting to me, I don't know about to you, but Cisco Systems flat out said, you know, we had a problem this quarter, and they got annihilated this morning. Let's take a quick look at Cisco Systems this morning, see if I can't back up what I'm saying. Down 12%, sitting at $21.02. Now, Cisco was a tech giant in the 2000s, not so much these days. Uh, it used to be a $75, 80 stock. And really, for the better part of 10 years now, it's gone between 18 and 22 A little bit higher sometimes. A little bit lower sometimes. So that's why the story is out there. Um, Volkswagens are calling 1.7 million plus cars. I don't know. That doesn't sound like that much to me, right? Snapchat. I don't know. If one of the big things that's happening right now in mobile is... Kids are going to applications that the parents can't really track them on. Snapchat's one of them. Snapchat reportedly rejected a three billion dollar all cash buyout offer from Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. That's a pretty bold move. It's a two year old app that lets people send photos to your friends that vanish ten seconds or less after they're open. It's got no real revenue but makes up for its lack of revenue with eye popping growth and engagement numbers. It's hot now but nothing lasts forever. Walking away from three billion dollars is a pretty big Groupon walked away from, you know, pretty big billion-dollar offer from Google. Sharing photos is the core use for Facebook, and that's why you know, um, it's important to know. Facebook wanted them because you know photos are really what Facebook's all about. I go on Facebook to troll exes, you know, to see what did they end up looking like? What did they end up, you know, who did they end up with? Snapchat's developing a unique social graph Facebook's whole thing is about understanding the social graph on how we interact with our friends. It's missing out on a new key set of social data as Snapchat grows. Facebook nevers are going to use Snapchat. So there's some people that are bored with Facebook, and they're never, ever, never going to use it. Teens look at Facebook, and they look at adults. you know, And adults look at things like LinkedIn, and we're like, okay, I kind of get it. So it's not super cool. So teams will go where the hangout is, and that's why that story is as prominent as it is. So things that we need to talk about this morning, um, in my opinion, is the market has been pretty dynamic recently. And what's important to note about that is we've been buying on dips. We've had an amazing year. We've had an amazing five years. If the market's going to show some sort of buy-the-dip mojo every day, should we follow it? You know, what I want you to do is be diversified properly. To rebalance on a regular occasion. Um, there's no shame in selling some of your winners by some more of your losers. Maybe every six months, every every year. Jenny Yellen is being talked to at this point in time. Talking to the Senate Banking Committee. You know, she gave some remarks. One of the things that she said, she said, we've made good progress, but we have further to go to regain the ground lost in the crisis and the recession. Unemployment's down from a peak of 10%, but at 7.3%, still too high. It's a labor market and economy performing far short of potential. So Cisco, Kohl's, and Walmart, all big earnings stories. Earnings results, guidance. We want to pay attention to everything that we can. Um, Kohl's, obviously, a discounter. Walmart, obviously, a low-cost retailer. Cisco, a play on enterprises and a play on international investments. Initial claims for the week ending November 9 dropped by 2,339,000. That's a decent number. Any number under forty thousand is a pretty good number. Initial claims, you've been let go. Go march your butt down to unemployment and get a check. Productivity increased 1.9% versus 1.8%. Unit labor cost down 6.15%. We're going to pay attention to unit labor costs a lot next year, especially with the Affordable Care Act. I know someone who owns a franchise, a restaurant franchise, and he's like, there's no chance I have any employees making full-time so that they automatically get health care. No chance. Cisco down 12% today. That has to be the story, right? Whether we like it and or not. It has to be the story. And what I mean by that is something along the lines of, they have a reflection on the international community. They have a reflection on the enterprise business. You know, I mentioned to a friend of mine at work the other day, I said something along the lines of, hey, I hear Apple's buying into a sales team so they can do enterprise sales at corporations. I just wanted to test his reaction because it's long been rumored that they'll eventually do it. He looked dumbfounded. He's like, no. Anyhow, anyway, you're listening Rob Black your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Each calls in an error. It's 800 516 1240.
1: black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW and Radio station.
3: The reason you're listening to the show is so you can get a little bit smarter about financial issues. You want to protect your, you and yourself, you and your family from poverty pensions that your parents got, the retirement plans that your parents got, they're not yours. Yours are a lot less. You want to eliminate debt. You want to live comfortably from age 60 to 100 because you only work from age 20 to 60. You're going to live a long time on little income. You're going to have multiple marriages. You're going to have multiple jobs. Times have changed. Women used to be you know, old maids when they were 20 years old. Not so much today. Being single today is a lot tougher than it's ever been. There's rampant inflation in the lifestyle of a single person. Rents are up. Housing is up. wages really aren't. Cost of babies are up. So there's a pressure that, that cooks. Women historically wanted to have two-plus kids for 100-plus years. Today, they still don't have two-plus kids, but they're delaying. delayed marriages, delayed babies. Gonna happen. You can't turn off that clock. I don't think you can. Inflation. Everything's going to be more expensive. That's why you're listening to this show. You get it. Kids cost $250,000 from age 0 to 17. You know that. Probably more at this point in time. You earn a lot of money, but let's put it all in perspective, okay? Let's say you earn $100,000. In the Bay Area, that basically means you're slightly, slightly above poverty. Now, $100,000 over 40 years is $4 million, right, of earnings. Now, of course, you get taxed. You know, to the tune of probably 25 percent. So let's cut that four million down to three million from age 20 to 60. Then you factor in your housing costs, you factor in your taxes. Oh, good God, right? So that four million dollars is really probably a lot less. Now here's the problem: you live from age 60 to 100, and some costs will go down in retirement. Some costs will go up in retirement. America's facing a a tsunami of poverty in retirement it's getting worse the fastest growing demographic of poverty is tied towards the baby boomers inside that subset women more so than men because women outlive men people are outliving their retirement savings you listen to the show because you want to get married and you want to have that dream marriage Right. Again, you're going to get married multiple times. Consider eloping. A marriage day costs $30,000 if you want to do that traditional wedding. I say pass. Now, again, you save three to $4 million on $100,000 a year salary, but cars every five to seven years of $40,000 to $60,000. Eat into that. Buying a home for $600,000 to $1 million eats into that. Age 60 to 70 in retirement fun. Age 70 to 90 sucks. That's when you start having diaper issues. Now, diaper issues are great when you're in your 30s and you go to a Giants World Series game and you want to see the game so bad that you wear a diaper so you don't have to go to the bathroom. That's when wearing a diaper is fun. But when you're 75 and you literally pee yourself... You're incontinent. it's not fun. You listen to the show because you might want to pass money on to kids. Best thing you can do from 20 to 60 is automate investing and do it a lot. Save a lot. And be the person you want to be after that. If you can save 15 to 20 percent of your salary, good for you. Now again, some companies will match three to six percent. So if you do 3% and they do 3%, you've already saved 6% of what you need to out of 15 to 20%. If you have a credit card that you use every month, they pay you 1.5% on in dollars or in miles. I prefer the dollar cashback cards, whether it be Discover, or whether it be you know, venture cards, whatever. I put everything I can on a credit card. I pay it off on a monthly basis. But I get that one and a half, two, three, four percent back, and I instantly save it. I ask for a check every six months. I invest it. I do it in a low cost, low volatility, dividend achiever fund. And through my lifetime, that's kind of an emergency fund slash another component of saving. Stop looking for easy solutions, I ask you. Day trading Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump, OPM, other people's money. Stop buying into stupid strategies. Stop buying into seminars. It's not going to get you anywhere. Start, though, knowing that money doubles every 7.2 years in the market. Bad years are good years if you're under the age of 50. You can't afford to be safe. $10,000 at 5% over 20 years equals $16,500. That's 5%. That's a pretty damn good rate of return for some people considered safety. Now, $10,000 at 10% over 20 years is $57,000. So you can't afford to be safe, in my opinion. Again, I don't know if I'm going to talk anyone down from a ledge being who I am, but it is what it is. We've had a glorious year, 2013, on the stock market. 2014 can't be this good. Why? Because the market's really based on capitalism. Capitalism doesn't create 20% returns forever. Historically, capitalism can work very well in an environment between 2 to 4% GDP growth at interest rates at 4%. We've done very, very well in the stock market with a GDP between 1% and 3%. Because the 10-year Treasury has been at between one5 and 3%, and it's created a low cost of money. That low cost of money is made up for the lack of GDP. You can get your calls in the air by calling 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, Tesla. You want to talk to Tesla? There was a fire at their factory yesterday. They've had three cars catch fire. Oh, no, right? Elon Musk is... Out there publicly saying, hey, our stock is expensive. We're priced for perfection. You want to talk that stock? We can. 800 516 1220. It's 800 516 1220. Don't be shy. Pick up a phone, give me a call.
2: 800 516 1220. Find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Services. And you took me to.
1: You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220
3: KDOW. Welcome in, we're Rob Black and Your Money on my black dot things financial. Pretty excited to bring on my next guest, Lauren Lyons Cole from thestreet.com. dot How are you, Miss Cole?
4: Good, Rob. Good morning. Good
3: morning. You were just on the Today Show, is that right?
4: That's right. I just—I actually am still with my hair and makeup gone, although you guys can't see it.
3: <laughs> so you must be a little disappointed coming down to San Francisco radio.
4: No, are you kidding? I love San Francisco. I just got back from a month in California, actually. So I wish I was out there still.
3: September, October, very good times to be in California.
4: Oh, so, gorgeous. T- tell us a little
3: bit about your background. What credentials do you bring to this conversation?
4: So I'm actually a certified financial planner, um, but I do a lot of content and I am a personal finance contributor for the street.com so trying to bring tips you know to as many people as possible on how to maximize your cash
3: now one way to maximize your cash obviously everyone knows you're 401k if company does the matching but after that we have to find extra ways of saving little one percent here two percent there and one great way is some of those rewards cards let's talk a little bit about your angle on getting cash back or airline points
4: yeah, I mean, if you're a responsible credit user, you might as well be getting rewards, right? So if you're going to pay with a credit card, um, there are two main types of rewards cards. We've got cashback cards or travel cards. A lot of people think they want a travel card, but they're not all created equal. And if you're not sure that you can really cash in on those points, you're better off going with a cash back card. So I think I heard you saying that's what you have, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, um, me too. i. I get two percent back on cash. I spend everything that I can on my credit card, but I pay it off every fifteen days. Uh, so I get the rewards I get the rewards, and I automatically bank' them. um and then I invest them. It's kind of kind of nerdy, but I'm good with it.
4: That's a good, it's a, it's great advice. If more people did that, you know, like for me, for example, my cashback card, I probably get about $300 back per year, which is amazing, you know, and I think a lot of people aren't taking advantage of those sorts of rewards.
3: I get a lot back, I get a lot more back than $300 a year. It's like, (laughs) if I could put my, if I could put my mortgage on my credit card, I would. But I would pay it off every month.
4: That would be great. I'd love to do that, too.
3: So let's talk a little bit more about this. Um... You mentioned that you know not all cards are created equal. Um, the travel cards are a little bit sexier because you get a little bit more bang for your buck. But I still prefer the cash. Let's talk about the, the different scenarios where people should use one or the other.
4: Yeah, well, and, you know it's okay to have both. Um, so you could have a cash back card that you primarily use for groceries or for gas costs, that sort of thing. And then of course your travel card you would use for your airfare. And uh, yeah, I got quite a few points actually going out to California from New York um but you know if you're if you're not sure which one is going to work best for you there's actually a great site it's called nerdwallet.com um Mm -hmm. and and they will like actually spit out specific recommendations or cards that you know apply to like your situation um and they have reviews you can read through it and see if it's the kind of thing that you would actually benefit from having
3: one mistake that i've made and i'm sure others have made lauren is I'll say, ooh, I'm on a Virgin flight, I can get 25,000 miles, and then I'm like, eh. That probably wasn't the best thing to do, but they've opened my credit, they've dinged my credit score, and then I kind of sober up and decide I didn't really want that card, per se. Uh, do you ever run into that scenario of like, sobriety or getting caught up in the moment of getting a card?
4: <laughs> um, yeah, you know, especially with those intro um rewards points you're talking about, like you know sign up now and you get forty thousand miles or whatever, it's easy to get caught up in that, actually, honestly, that's happened to me, and uh it was a card that ended up being a disappointing card, so I turned around and closed it within the first year of opening it. um I generally don't recommend closing credit cards, but You know, as long as you keep your oldest cards open, that's helping you build your credit score. On a newer card like that, if it is a mistake, if, you know, it was done late at night, you're under the influence or whatever, um, you know, you could consider closing it in that case.
3: You know, I may sound like a hardcore alcoholic, but kind of what I was saying is sometimes you just get caught up in the moment of, that sounds like a good deal. I should do it. I'm 25,000 free miles. Like, I'm going to go to New York. Uh, So, anyway. You show a a crazy statistic that 33% of rewards go unused, $16 billion worth. How does that happen? Why don't people, I mean, don't these usually carry forward into the future?
4: Yeah. You know what's funny is a lot of people are saving them for something wonderful they're going to buy at some point in the future, you know, or at some point they think they're going to need the airline miles, so they keep holding on to them, Um, and Speaking of um, saving them for a good use, right now with holiday shopping, if you're tight on money uh, and you're out there trying to buy gifts, take a look at your rewards points because they might transfer. I just heard of someone having the option to get the iPad mini for, like, not that many points on their credit card. So totally a worthwhile purchase. It's a good, good time to cash in on them because the other thing is, Sometimes the credit card companies will change the terms. And so you might have accumulated, you know, 100,000 points that you're excited to use at some day in the future, but they could change the terms, and then suddenly those points aren't worth as much. So it's something to keep in mind.
3: That's one of the ones that is kind of damning to me, because you do get that cash, and you do actually have to go to their website or app and say, I want you to send me a check. And it's a bit of a process. And then it comes, and then you have to, like, deposit it into a bank account. Uh, so there's a little bit of a process to get your rewards. But like you said, they do change terms, so it's important that you, you use them before they say 2,000 points is no longer $2,000, 2,000 points is $1,000. You're like, what?
4: So exactly. use them. And that happens. So, you know, it's, it's a good thing maybe for people to go ahead and check today, see where they're at with their points, and if there's something they might be able to use them for.
3: Speaking with Lauren Lyons-Cole, the Street's personal financial contributor, also a certified financial planner,
4: Let me talk to you a little
3: bit about the CFP angle. Um, I love that you're doing media as a CFP. I love that because you're considered a fiduciary, and hearing a woman talk about money in a credible way is so empowering to so many people because I think the personal finance industry has too many males that are white, and there's not a lot of diversification in money media per se. Any commentary that you can add on that?
4: Just as far as being a woman in in, uh, finance and in the media scene? Yeah, and
3: being a financial planner and being a fiduciary, I mean, you're the best because you're not selling product that hurts people.
4: Right. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate that. You know, and it's actually, it's a value that I hold really dear. Um, I think it's important to be able to be an objective, you know, source of advice for people who really are trying to do the right thing with their money. But there is so much information out there, and it's hard to know who to trust, and I think Women in particular are, you know, statistics show, we're actually great with money. We get the, you know, the short end of the stick, and there's all those jokes about us being, you know, impulse shoppers or whatever. But when it comes down to it, women are quite good. We're, you know, we're used to managing the household finances. We're pretty cautious when it comes to investing, which turns out to be better. Um, And so, you know, I like to represent the fact that women can really own their money and feel empowered with it, make good decisions. And, um, you know, so it, it is exciting. And, and I, do, I do really think it's important to not be selling any specific product and um, being able to give objective advice.
3: I'm speaking later today to some people at Visa at a conference. I'm speaking to the millennials. I'm speaking to Generation Xers. I'm speaking to the baby boomers. And it's, it's pretty nice to see how smart people are today. With their money versus our parents and maybe you know i'm a generation next and i've made every mistake from you know putting on credit you know a season ticket to a sporting event um, <laughs> so it's nice to hear good messages come from people like you um well, back, you. back to credit issues um what if you're carrying balances suddenly those points that you get on credit cards don't look so good lauren mm-hmm.
4: Right. So, yeah, I mean, if you've opened a few too many rewards cards and you're thinking um, that if you're carrying a balance and you're not quite paying it off, those 0% balance transfer cards are so tempting, and I understand that. But there are some catches when we're talking about these cards, first one being the 0% rate is introductory. So at some point, whether it's nine months or 12 months down the line, the interest rate is going to change, and chances are the interest rate is going to skyrocket at that point because uh, they got to make up the money they weren't earning when you had the 0% rate. So, you know, you could definitely end up paying more for your credit card debt in the long run if you have uh, a 0% balance transfer. The other thing a lot of people don't realize is when you transfer your balance to those cards, almost always they charge a transaction fee, which can negate the whole benefit of the 0% intro APR. So these are things that's really important to look at, and if you are carrying a balance, you're probably better off just keeping your money, just keeping your credit cards where they are, coming up with a plan, you know, pay down that debt first, and then, you know, get into a responsible spending pattern and open up a new rewards card at that point with, you know, whatever it is that that you think would be great for your lifestyle.
3: Thanks for joining us. People can find you at the street, is that right?
4: That's right, the street.
3: So that is a special guest of ours today, very last second, Lauren Lyons Cole, Lauren Lyons Cole. Um, she is a personal finance contributor at the dot com. Um, just Google Lauren Lyons Cole. She's just on NBC's Today Show. I highly, highly endorse um, taking advantage of those opportunities when they arise. And it sounds crazy, but credit cards—even if sometimes you pay the annual fee of forty bucks—if you're spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month on groceries and um, you know, restaurants, getting that cash back of one and a 3% is amazing. Now, again, I'm not telling you to go use an annual fee. Compare them. And there's a good website out there called nerdwallet.com, nerdwallet.com. She brought it up. Um, so if you do partake in these, don't necessarily use points to go out and get new clothes that you don't need. Use points to add to your savings that you have underfunded. You listen to me, Rob Black. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com, robblack.com, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. We'll take a break here and be right back on Rob Black. Amen. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute.
2: Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com.
1: Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
3: I Black talking all things financial money investing more. I think today's big story is Janet Yellen, getting to know you, so to speak, prepared remarks. basically talking to Congress about what she's going to bring to the table as chairman of the Federal Reserve. Cisco's getting kind of the ah, uh, oh, you ruined the party treatment. They're weighing in on the NASDAQ after issuing disappointing guidance. Kohl's and Walmart are pressuring retailers after taking cautious forecasts going forward. Kohl's and Walmart are kind of the wrong choices at this point in time. In large part, you could classify retail in a lot of ways. You know, things that are stylish like Lululemon, things that are expensive... Luxury good items like Ralph Lauren and or Ralph Lauren may or may not be. But for the record, I think that oversized Ralph Lauren logo screams of, oh, my God, what were you thinking? That's not going to age well. Uh, You want a status symbol so bad you have to magnify your logo like a (laughs) hundredfold. Sad. Sad truth about you. Hashtag sad you. Um, Other issues to think about. Other issues to think about uh, money investing um, in terms of retail, I think what's working right now are the extreme discounters, the dollar stores, for instance, the uh, raw stores where people are getting as much bang for their buck as they can. Uh, low income is suffering right now. Mid income suffering. It targets, I think, a, a great stock over the next two years. But over the next two months, not so great. That's not part of retail that's working. Now, some of these companies can operate blindly and still do well because they're so well run. They're so productive. They're so efficient. They've got such you know uh, obvious plays in them. But be cautious right now. Um, you know, I I think you can make a case for Chipotle and say you know. Demographics like fresh food and they're willing to pay for it. And fresh food equals whole foods. Fresh foods equals, you know, fresh markets. Um, Sprouts. Google said government requests for information have doubled in the past three years. The U.S. was at number one with a total of 10,918 government user information requests from January to June 2013. India was number two. Germany was number three. Um, I think that's hurting us. Cisco Systems said that the scandal tied towards Snowden and NSA has caused customers to pause and look to other areas because we know American companies are willing to fork over information to governments. Obama is making an announcement on the Affordable Care Act today, um, presumably to disclose fixes in law to allow those who want to keep their insurance policies to do so. More on that as day comes. mortgage rates on the third year have spiked to 4.35%. The cost of a mortgage is important because in the end, you don't buy a million-dollar home. You pay $4,000 a month to service a mortgage that puts you in a million-dollar home with $200,000 down. You pay $5,000 a month. You have a payment. You don't really care what the house is worth. You don't really care about your mortgage rate. You care about how much you can afford, and the higher the rates go, the less you can afford. I don't think real estate has a glorious run in front of it. I think the glorious run behind it. We've had two amazingly glorious runs. Some of us are getting back to break even. Some of us are ahead of where we started. But expect things to settle down based on mortgage rates as well as based on lack of inflation tied towards wages. Um, other big stories of note. Jobless claims has dropped by 2,339,000. Productivity climbs to 1.9%. That's nice. We're getting more out of our workers. I'd like to see that number more on 2.5% than on 0.9% because they we're getting a lot more out of our work workers. Back to Cisco, you know, they're a play on the international market. So when they say, you know, we can expect the first quarter sales, and they say, you know, we're lowering our expectations going forward, they're telling you that, you know, there's some struggle out there, and whether it be emerging markets or European markets or Asian markets. In this case, it's Asian markets. They say the service provider market's not the best, and they say, you know, demand is soft in emerging markets. Brazil, Russia, India, and China are considered, you know, the poster boys of emerging markets. If you want to drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Talk about social media. Twitter's being added to some social media ETFs today, and that might be one of the reasons why it's up a buck. Sitting up 2.7% to 43.78. Um, in the end, we know that after about 90 days, after uh, about 30 days, analysts are going to come out and say strong buy, strong buy, strong buy, or buy, buy, buy. Very rarely will they come out and say neutral. We just brought you public. We hate you. No, we just brought you public. We love you. Um, we kind of talked about this. You kind of told us that you had some big things coming. We kind of said, okay. So we'll, we got your back. Thanks for the inside information on big things coming. weekly week, nudge, nudge, poke, poke. Um, do I think there's a run in fifty in Twitter? There could be. I wouldn't pay a dollar, you know, over forty five for the stock. Um, I think there'd be screaming value in the low thirties. Lots of values in the mid to high thirties, some value where it is today. But not a lot. Not on a risk to reward based valuation metric game. Each calls in the air at 800 516, 1220. You'll just Black back your money on Rob black talking all things financial. I'm going to do a couple more fundraisers for collecting phones in the month of December. But if you want to send a phone in or drop it off at the radio station or TV station either in San Francisco or um, Fremont, we need you to email them. You need to email me, I'll send you the address. You can you know, mail it off to us, uh, robertronblack.com. It's robertronblack.com. I'm collecting old, broken, no longer used cell phones for obvious reasons to gift to charity. To recycle them, help our environment do the end-of-the-year right thing for local California initiatives. This is Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.
1: Business Leader, AM 1220, KDOW.
3: The
2: views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network. This station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. At 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network.
3: Welcome back in to our two. Rob Black, your name is Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Please never be shy. I know I come across as a mean, mean, horrible person at times, but I'm really not. I'm a big pussycat. Um, one thing that I do try to do is kind of decipher what's going on on Wall Street for you. I think uh, we're intimidated by it. And yet, if I were to tell you some of the statistics about Wall Street, it would shock you. Okay, get an image of Wall Street in your head, okay? Since 1940, we've had 18 down years in the SP 500. Did you expect that? In 80 years, we've had 18 down years. World War I, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Reagan assassination, Kennedy assassination, saving in loans, crapping out. In the 80s, high oil... Gas line shortages. Inflation, deflation, recession, depression. Occupy Wall Street. Oklahoma bombing. Katrina, Sandy, Pearl Harbor. It's 1940, 18 down years. Since 1927, we've had 63 up years, 23 down years. That's up 74% of the time. Now, one bad year... To take two or three to recover from. So, on a year-over-year basis, we're hitting new highs 41% of the time. We're higher than the previous year, 65% of the time. That's pretty damn amazing. Like, you're not going to get those odds going to the casino this weekend. Odds of you eating fast food are far lower, and yet we all know that people are eating fast food today. Odds of the airline losing your luggage are far lower. The greatest odds on the planet of something happening may fall on Wall Street. And yet we all kind of look at it and go, poo, I don't like market. It's mean. No, no. What happens is you get in the market you do stupid things. You buy individual stocks that you shouldn't be buying. And you get your, your butt handed to you. You listen to your financial gurus.
2: Maybe you're even wondering, do you have a strategy for an
3: up market? Do you have a strategy for a down market? Use my app. My app told me what stock to buy. If you're using an app to figure out what stock to buy, seriously, there's something wrong with you. You need to asset allocate. You need to equity diversify. You don't need an app. You don't need some sort of market genius, super quantitative analytical tool. Does it hurt? No. But that's not what you need. So stop looking for easy solutions like day trading, Robert Kiyosaki, Donald Trump, Apps. Start knowing that money doubles every 7.2 years. Update your beneficiaries. One thing that I know is mom and dad stayed stayed married forever. We didn't, and the generation beneath us don't. Stop doing stupid things like buying season tickets to sporting events. Stop doing stupid things like going to StubHub and getting front row seats for a sporting event. You don't deserve that. If you haven't saved enough money for retirement, you haven't paid for your kid's college education, you don't deserve it. You're living beyond your ways and means. And honestly, wouldn't you rather... Okay, okay, okay. I once went to a Game 7, and it was the greatest, greatest hockey game to go to. Everyone was excited. I felt part of... You know, 18,000 people is one. 20 years later, I don't care about it. So I got that 20 years later regret. One thing that I wish I would have done more of is more automated savings when I was younger. I don't have a massive regret, but I have some regret. One thing that I know a lot of people who get divorced wish they would have done is some sort of prenup. And it could be the woman who's the big breadwinner. It could be the man who's the big breadwinner. Times have changed. You know, back 30 years ago, a woman was considered an old maid at 20 years old if she wasn't married and settled down. I think everyone should have a basic understanding of what they're bringing to the relationship and be able to talk about it. If you can't talk about it, that's a problem. You know, there was a moment in time where I used to be ashamed of my body a little bit, slightly awkward, you know. And the moment I got over that, it was incredibly empowering, you have to get over issues just um, is my opinion. jewelry, I think, is one of those things that we spend a lot of money on as a society that's kind of funny in hindsight. keep in mind i I'm operating this idea that we work from age twenty to sixty and that we live from it on it from age sixty to a hundred. And on some level, the government pays us to be retired. It's called Social Security. It's not a lot of money. It's made so that you can have food in your belly, and that's about it. You can't do a mortgage payment with it. You can't go on vacation with it. So, I don't know. Just throwing it out there for you. Social Security is just not enough, and you have to know that. Um, to get your calls in air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Stocks today, and stocks basically recently, have started to look a little choppy. So there's some underperformance followed by sideways performance. Not a lot of, you know, up, 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 better away. S p and 500's up 5 today. The Dow's up 39. The Nasdaq's down 2. We're watching the Fed chairman Janet Yellen or the incoming Fed chairman talk to Congress. What does she say? Basically, if you read between the lines, interest rates will be low until 2015. So you got that going for you. But the downside is, what is the downside? What is the downside? Oh, the downside is it's cheap money and you can't get a lot of money saving in the bank. And the downside is at some point in time, cheap money becomes more expensive money, which becomes a headwind. I don't know the difference between headwinds and tailwinds. Like, I'm not a boating dude. Okay, I know a tailwind's behind you and makes a new fashion. I know a headwind slows down. But the point being is that money, as it gets more expensive, is going to slow things down. It'll slow down speculation first, and then it'll slow down the hyper growth, and it'll slow down the growth, and then it'll slow down the reasonable growth to the point that we start lowering interest rates in 2025, 2035. <laughs> um, I like where we are. I feel comfortable being invested. I hope you do. Uh, I don't feel naked. I don't feel threatened. Um, I don't know. Get your calls in the air. It's eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty. Anything you want to talk about? We can talk about money investing and more. Um, buying a house. It's, I keep coming back to this. And I want to do it one more time. Look at your salary and times it by 40. That's what you're going to make from age 20 to 40. Or look at your salary and times it by how many years until you're 60. And that's what you're going to make until you retire. Keep in mind, that's it. When you stop working at 60, your bones hurt. You have to live off that. So either marry very, very wisely if you save nothing. Or start understanding you've only got so much time. And you have to start now. Get your calls in there. It's 800 516 Drop me an email rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I've got, a Cron, I've got a Twitter channel, Rob Black Show. I've got a YouTube channel, Rob Black Show. You can find me on Cron TV Mondays through Thursdays at 645, 915, and 545. On a lot. You can hear me every day here at 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. KDW 1225 podcast at kdow.biz. 3%. That's on Bloomberg Mark a Minute.